We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. There we go. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday night, 4-4-23, and it means time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall, joined by, as always, on these Tuesday evening shows with Building the Broncos. Carl Dummler. Carl, how you doing? I'm glad to see your feet are still on the ground out there in Kansas because I got I. <laughs> The Midwest is just getting wham, it walloped, just destroyed right now. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, the wind has just been nuts as usual, but it just seems like it's been constant here now for about five, six days in a row. My wife and I, we went to, to Dairy Queen one day. Some of you might not have ever heard of a Dairy Queen. I'm not sure, oh, but so good. Uh, I know. <laughs> anyway, we couldn't get the door open to to get into it. The wind, thankfully, yeah, the wind was blowing so hard, Holy crap. like. I finally got it opened enough for my wife to sneak in and she had like this panic look like you better not let go. Kind of say yeah. I will get smashed. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> so it, it was a very big test of our marriage at that moment. But we're, we're finally today wasn't horrible. It's still not great by any means. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, you know, here in Kansas, we always do. And I'm sure I was the same. It's we go from winter to still winter to maybe spring for a couple of days. Oh, now we're going back to winter. Then we're going to have like really crazy tornadoes for a couple of days, hailstorm. Oh, summer's here. Like we get like two days of spring and then it's done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm hoping I'm going to plant some new grass at our yard for the dogs. Mm-hmm. They've been kind of running circles and have made their mm-hmm. paths. And so I'm hoping those two days that I get, I can get some some grass planted. But no, it's good to be back here and getting a chance to, to talk some Bronco football and get inside away from that wind. Yeah. The uh, weather's been bad. My parents are back in uh, the quad cities area in Iowa and uh, they had tornadoes kind of go through there last week and they might have tornadoes right now. I think there was tornado watch like right around there. So thinking everybody getting impacted by these storms and uh, let's say hello to everybody coming in here. Mike S in the house and what's up, Nick, Carl, Scott, Dylan and Broncos country. Not too much. Mike S hope you're doing well. Got our guy DVA, Dylan Von Ark, saying, sup, Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in. Share on all platforms and subscribe if you haven't already. We appreciate the shout out there, Dylan. Always enjoy the PSA from DVA. David Yukon coming in here saying, it's a short list, five draft picks, very short list. Yeah, the So the topic we're talking about today is Mike Clitz did an interview with 
Broncos Avenue. Honestly, I'm going to be, there's a lot of different people out there to do, do good Broncos work. I was not f- totally familiar with Broncos Avenue, but I believe they just had Tim Patrick on recently. And uh, then they had Mike Cliss. So like they're, you know, they're, they're getting some guests on there. So good yeah. for them. A uh, shout out. I thought they did a good job interviewing. So now no disparaging marks. Everybody love everybody, but they had Mike Cliss on and Mike Cliss had a, um, some insights about the Broncos uh, with Jerry Judy, uh, Cortland Sutton and the positions in the draft as well. And I mean, We've covered the Cortland Sutton stuff, the Jerry Judy stuff. It sounds like it's everything's just spinning in circles on that one right now. But so we'll get into the the draft prospects uh, that were listed. I think it's a little bit more interesting. Kevin yeah. Gray. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think sometimes maybe so much not the names, but the positions that, that you have thrown out there. You can start seeing Broncos kind of starting to lower that that list down to, hey, here's the positions we really want to focus on. And then you can maybe start looking at, okay, these are about the two or three guys at this, uh, you know, in the third round, these are the two or three guys will be there in the fourth round and kind of figure out how you'd like to stack that draft in in those positions. It'll be interesting. So he, he talked a little bit about positions and he also talked about some specific players. So uh, we'll get into some of those guys here coming up here. Kevin Grace and evening Broncos country, Nick Carl. Hi, David Dillon, Mike, and any news today? No real news other than John Elway is officially out. Uh, John Elway's contract is officially let uh he's not terminated but it has expired and i believe today's his birthday as well but the john elway no longer officially a part of the broncos organization one of the first times in a long time obviously there's a little bit of hiatus there after his playing time but uh elway no longer in that advisory role no longer a part of the denver broncos organization of course never has to buy a drink in denver if he wants uh never has to um fight for a seat or anything he can have a parking spot for all i care maybe you can take one of russell wilson's 20 parking spots we can just have it reserved for elway if he wants to come hang out but uh, Elway, that's the big news, I guess, today, if we want to call that big news. Yeah. So hats off, man. I still love Elway. I know that things didn't go up the best down the stretch with him. I know some people don't always. There's some disparaging kind of stuff about his, you know, stuff. Uh, but uh, still love Elway. David McElrath. Love David. Also saying good evening, Broncos country. Nick Carl Dillon and Deacon Scott. Two times Buckham. Buckham, Buckham. Two times MHL for life, MHH for life, MHL. What am I doing? And uh, Denver Broncos for life as well. Yeah, thank you so much, David. Good to see you. We always appreciate you. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we also got our a lady, uh, Michaela, coming in. So good evening, Broncos country, and also her son Cooper. How you doing? Hope you're doing well. Cooper loves the uh, emojis, and I know that he's happy to be here with that. Also, somebody always makes me happy to be here. Michael Ronquillo. Good evening, Carl and Nick on building the Broncos. Go Broncos and Buckham. Hope you're doing well, Michael. We always really do appreciate you coming in. I must have missed the news with David. Uh, woke up with his he, wife, said we have two yep. flat tires. Ah, well, that must have been the uh, Denver Broncos driving that car here the last couple of years or something. But uh, <laughs> hopefully things are getting better there. Adam Strange, good to see a Dom, our guy. Always, I don't recognize this name. Carl Allen. Hey, Broncos country. Hey, Carl. Hope you're doing well. Chase Welner also. Carol. 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 Carol Allen. Uh, either way, cool picture. Uh, good to have you here. We appreciate it. Chase Wellner with the uh, the two goats on there. It must be somebody else he's talking to there. And uh, we also got our guy, Lawrence Rivera, ripping off the Band-Aid with the Super Chats over on YouTube. If you guys want to be like Lawrence, your Super Chat will get flash bright, and we always appreciate any contributions. Of course, it's not demanded, but it is begged for, uh, without a doubt. Lawrence Rivera, $10. Thank you so much. Uh, it's my Christmas, guys. Always <laughs> gone. Uh now it's time to get back to winning. It's the only way to move forward. I respect him for everything he did, and I'm not going to take away any of it. I'm just happy. I think we're all happy to be moving forward. Uh, that yeah. Elway area, I mean, do we get Peyton Manning? Do we get Von Miller? Do we have those great the great run with Peyton Manning without John Elway? 
Who's to say? Impossible, right? We'd be arguing the counterfactual. Uh, but the end of the Elway era undoubtedly was uninspiring, and it was sad to see him go out like a whimper, but hey, he went out like a champion playing playing days, and he also helped Peyton Manning go out like a champion as well. So uh, again, it's happy Merry Christmas to you, Lawrence, with Elway being gone. I'm a little bit sad, but just sad because it didn't work out great down the end. Right. You always hope guys can go out on you know the dream scenarios and and uh in, in some ways i mean elway did and getting us two super bowls as a player then coming back to the organization getting another super bowl for the broncos you know he's been a part of everything good that's happened for this organization and and so like i said you got to tip your hat to the guy and like i said in denver he's never going to buy another drink for himself <laughs> he's going to have about anything and everything he ever wanted and so i hope he enjoys retirement i know he yeah. likes to play a lot of golf and so I'm sure he'll be hitting up quite a few golf courses since it's starting to get a little bit nicer out there. And uh, but you're right, it, it was time to move on. It's time to to get into the Walter Penner era and and see what the Broncos have moving forward. Progress, baby. That's all we can hope for. Adam Strange said, "Would getting more day three picks really help out the Broncos in 2023? If they hit on those picks, uh, but the big thing is the depth and the special teams. Those are areas that hopefully, if you have more picks there, you can improve those areas. Uh, if you make the right selections there. Obviously it's easier to find height, weight, speed guys that can run down the field and hit than it is to find some of those specialist guys that can be starters, especially at the value positions. But from the immediacy perspective, I think that you could really help your depth out and specifically the special teams. Yeah. And you can't really guarantee 2023 pick players are going to be contributors. Usually when you're drafting guys, you're drafting them for 2024, 2025, mm-hmm. where you're hoping you get them a year as kind of on a red shirt season. If you're going by college terms, yeah. And then the next season, you're hoping the, some of those guys can really emerge. So we're looking at last year's draft class and saying, okay, who of this group could be that group that really emerges this year for the Broncos and takes that big step forward? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. We'll see. Uh, I think you can, you should be able to get day one contributors on special teams that way, just because it's yeah. not a value spot. But that being said, last year, the Broncos used a pretty early uh, round five pick and didn't get very much from their pure specialist uh, in Montreal, Washington, who might already be out of a job. So again, there's, there are absolutely no guarantees. Uh, that's what makes the draft so fun. There's a lot of volatility and a lot of randomness and hopefully the cream will rise to the crop. But we said it, you know, a year ago now, uh, George Payton replicating the success of the 2021 draft was highly unlikely. Uh, and 2022 so far hasn't looked great, but you obviously do not dealing with the same high level picks, uh, but we'll see how it plays out. But Gary Palmer, Gary leads Palmer GLP 999. Hey, Nick and Carl looking forward to the latest go Broncos MHH for life and Buckham. Always appreciate that Gary ripping off, helping rip off that bandaid again. We put it back on. We ripped it off again. First with Lawrence Rivera. Now Gary leads Palmer. Appreciate the heck out of you. And Ryan Powell coming in saying, good evening, Nick Carl and Broncos country. You guys think that uh, uh, you think Broncos would pick Zach Harrison, edge rusher, the Ohio State University at 67 and DeMar Overshone, I believe is the first name. Overshone, linebacker from Texas at 68. Uh, what do you think here? Uh, Zach Harrison, Ohio State edge rusher, 67 and Overshone, linebacker, Texas at 68. I, I love Zach Harrison there. I mean, I think he's one of my players. I'm really hoping the Broncos take a really hard look because uh, we've talked about it before on this show. You know, last year they took themselves a, a speed red speed edge rusher that was going to be a specialist that just he's not going to be a full time guy. At least I don't think he will be. I I, th- I just don't think he has the body type to to be that guy for the Broncos. Where Zach Harrison, he's your prototypical like defensive end guy that can come in on those rundowns really hold the edge well and and give the Broncos some ability to not have to keep bringing lots of guys up to the line of scrimmage just to stop the run game. Now he's not going to be a double digit sack guy on a regular basis. You know, he's probably going to be seven to eight sacks most seasons in the NFL. If he get, if he's a starter, but you can live with that because like I said, he's going to be a plus guy as a run defender over very athletic guy wants to run downhill, wants to go hit people. Uh, I, I don't mind the pick. I, I just, there's probably a lot of other directions depending on who would be on the board that I'd probably go. Overshone is an interesting player, a good athlete. I uh, did some good things there at Texas, that Texas team. I mean, there just has not been many good defensive prospects uh, to come out of the big 12 here for a few years now. Uh, but I hope maybe that'll start to change. It does seem like the big 12 said, uh, on the way up, even with Texas and Oklahoma uh, leaving. So we'll see what the, how the money falls in that uh, conference, but overshone, I agree with you, Carl. I don't know if I'd pick him at 68, I think round four, certainly uh, if he's mm-hmm. down there, I think that's a possibility. Broncos brought him in, I believe. And Zach Harrison, Zach Harrison is definitely somebody who could be on the Broncos radar. I could see him going anywhere from pick 55 all the way to pick 80, kind of right in that range where the Broncos are. Uh, he, didn't test at the combine because I believe he had a hamstring injury. So hopefully the Broncos will get to the bottom of that. Uh, and he also never really had great uh, statistical output at Ohio State. Now, granted, Ohio State switched defensive coordinators. They fired the guy from two years ago to bring in the one from Oklahoma State this last year who ran more of like a spread style defense. 
Uh, but Zach Harrison, I think, never had more than three and a half sacks in a season. But, yeah. I mean, tremendously athletic, unbelievable length, and uh, could be a really good, versatile player uh, that the Broncos, I mean, I guess they have Zach Allen now, who's kind of a, you know, the power edge, so to speak. But uh, Mike Kliss talked about it in that uh, Broncos Avenue podcast. He mentioned edge rusher multiple times as a thing that the Broncos are, uh, you would think the Broncos are looking for with the 67th and 68th pick. So Zach Harrison is certainly a possible player there. A couple other names just want to toss out there for the edge spot. Uh, Tuli Tuli Pilopu, I believe is how you pronounce it from USC. Uh, he's a heavier edge. He slimmed down some from USC to the, the combine. He's somebody that maybe is going to be around that eight uh, range that you could consider there. And I saw that, uh, I believe it was Mike Renner's mock had Keon white going the pick after uh, the Broncos to picked at pick 68. So 69 and Keon white's the unbelievable height, weight, speed athlete from Georgia tech. Who's still kind of figuring it out the, out out there, but he, I mean, tested like one of the singular best athletes in the entire combine. So uh, some other names that seem to be in that range for the edge spot that uh, I would consider. Is anybody else there, Carl, for the edge spot uh, that sticks out to you? I know that Cliss mentioned a couple other ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, Adam Strange brings up the name Carl Brooks. He's kind of a he's a weird player because he's yeah he's three hundred pounds, and they kind of they move him all over the place. Yeah, uh, he, and he's he's got the statistics. I mean, the guy actually makes a lot of plays there in the college game, but I just I wonder what is going to be his real position in the NFL, and is he going to be able to be a consistent player for you? wherever you put them, you know, is the interior guy is an edge guy. What are you going to do with them? Yeah. I got to be honest. I'm not a big fan of Carl Brooks. It's Carl with a K. I like Carl's with the C Carl's with the K's though. You know, <laughs> can hit or miss. That's right. Out there, Get him but, out of uh, here. Yeah. He, he's going to have to move to the inside. I do not think he is nearly in, uh, athletic enough. Just hang at the edge, even though it was kind of like a fun novelty at Bowling green to see him play an edge rusher. Uh, but he's going to move to the inside and then it comes a totally different thing of his ability to hang up against double teams, play leverage, play run gaps, so uh, he's a massive projection. I think you're talking more likely a round six kind of guy uh, rather than 67, 68. But uh, he's an interesting one. A few yeah. other names. I know Mike Kliss uh, mentioned the Kansas State edge rusher, mm -hmm. Felix Hubada Dubada. I mean, I don't, I don't remember the, <laughs> the last name. Yeah, you're a Kansas State guy, uh, yeah. Felix. And, and Dudake Uzoma, I think. It's Uzoma, yeah. yes, yes, uh, that's the name. So he's one that's in that range as well. Uh potentially an option there for the Broncos at that edge spot. Uh, maybe somebody like a uh, Isaiah Foskey could be in there. Derek Hall, another name that makes a lot of sense. So edge rusher is definitely a spot that the Broncos are looking for uh, in this draft. I don't know if Carl Brooks is in that range for me, but uh, still, still love right. the comment. Yeah, no, Paul, it, it's okay. nice to see another, another, I mean, it's like I said, just throwing names out there. It's kind of nice to kind of take a look and see what each of them bring. You know, Uzoma, he brings a lot of bend off the edge. And yeah. again, very productive guy, more productive in 2021, but you definitely saw this last year teams keyed in on him. They're like, we are not going to let this guy beat us. I was watching the game against who was it? I think it might've been Iowa state. Okay. I think. And uh, they, they just kept doubling him the entire game. Like, and then the, every run play went to the other way, whatever side he was on, they were running away from him. And to me, like that's the ultimate sign of respect. Because you're going, yeah. this guy can beat us one-on-one. -on -one. He, he can destroy the entire game. And he still made plays, even being double teamed. And uh, so, yeah, if he falls that far, I don't think he will. 
to where the Broncos are in the third round. But if he somehow finds his way there, I think the Broncos would, they need to take a very hard look at it. And if they pass on him, I think they're going to regret it. Yeah. I think they will probably regret it as well. If that happens, um, some good players there. Uh, Broncos are going to have a chance at some good ones. And uh, we got Paul first saying, hello, Nick and Carl trade down for depth. And yeah, Michaela coming in saying, I don't want to trade down. <laughs> we need to hit on all the picks and it falls off after pick 75. That third round is a sweet spot. Uh, well, uh, get, coming back to Mike Kliss again, he had a 30 minute interview segment on the Broncos Avenue uh, podcast. And he mentioned that the Broncos, not a pick 67, but a pick 68, he would not be surprised at all. Slash he would bet. It sounded like he's, I don't want to mince words, but it sounded like he would almost bet that the Broncos would trade down from pick 68 uh, in order to accumulate more capital. Now, Michaela, how does this sound? You want to fall past pick 75. What if you trade 68 to 75 and get an extra fifth round pick and a 2024 fifth round pick as well? Does that sound good? I mean, that's something that you could consider there for the Broncos. It doesn't have to be a big trade down. Uh, It could be still sticking in there. I mean, we saw that last year, specifically with the Broncos. They traded from pick 66. Uh, Something like that. It was the pick that uh, the Texans traded up in the third round to maybe get Damian Pierce. Uh, but the Broncos traded, I think it was 75 to 80, actually. Uh, but they yeah. traded back and ended up taking Greg Dulcich. Uh, so, and they got more picks out of it as well. So you still have a slight trade back uh, that's possible here that makes both Paul and Michaela happy. And they were trying to thread those needles. And she says, oh, okay, I'd probably do that. See, <laughs> there we go. And uh, it really also depends on what the board looks like. When you're at pick 67, 68, okay, we, we love this guy. We're going to take him at 67. There are like five other guys here that uh, we really like. Probably one of them is going to be there seven picks from now. Yeah. Uh, so we might roll the dice on that to get more capital. And guess what? If they're all gone by then, maybe you trade down again. Uh, you just reassess the board when that comes. But it really is going to depend on what the board looks like when you get that far. Yeah. Heath Holmes coming in. Go Hawks. Heath, I know that. I, I hope you didn't cry as much as I did Sunday. Uh, saying if uh, Hendon Hooker, quarterback from Tennessee, uh, falls to the third round. I think it would be good to grab him. Uh, we need a decent prospect to train under rust for the next year or two. What do you think here, Carl? Yeah, if he was there, I would definitely consider it, but I, I don't think he's going to make it to the third round. There's quite a few people, especially about this last three or four days coming out mm-hmm. saying they've heard a lot of teams talking back into round one now for this guy that there's a couple people that had anonymous scouts. I mean, how much you want to read into that? You can saying he's a lock going in the first round. So the idea of him making it clear into the third round, I think is, is tough to see. Uh, I do think the Broncos want to take a quarterback at some point, get that third quarterback on, on staff. And like I said, have that project that you can build up. Are there any guys? I know Mike Kliss mentioned one. He mentioned Max Dugan of uh, TSU, TCU. <laughs> TSU. I don't even know what that would be. Texas uh, State Bobcats. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think you're probably looking more in like the fifth round of beyond for the Broncos looking at quarterback. Unless, like I said, Hendon Hooker, maybe if he does somehow fall, then you go ahead and take that kind of chance. But probably later, really late picks. Any names out there you'd throw out there? For quarterback? Uh, yeah. the, the guy from Shepard? whose name is escaping me right now. Um, Bat Bagent, I believe is the option there. Uh, maybe I'm cor- incorrect on that one. Uh, yeah. T- Tyson Bagent. Interesting pick could be an undrafted free agent. Stenson Bennett. I mean, he's a solid athlete. We saw it in the championship game. He could be a develop into a solid backup. I think Aiden O'Connell, uh, Aiden O'Connell had some really good tape at Purdue and uh, probably my favorites, you know, day three option is Dorian Thompson Robinson um, from UCLA. Who's got some 
pretty good tape. I, I think there was a game his freshman year where he threw for like 500 yards. I was like, oh my God, who is this guy that Chip Kelly's got thrown around the yard? Uh, but uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson uh, is another one that uh, sticks out to me. There are some, some options. It's not a very good quarterback class depth wise. It's kind of like the opposite of last year's class where like, I felt pretty good about a lot of guys, you know, day two to round four. This one feels like it's the top four quarterbacks and then guys that you want to take like round five through round seven. So we'll see how it, uh, how it plays out. But hooker is an interesting one. Broncos doing work on him. We'll see how it works out, but thanks for the comment. Heath want to get to our guy. Phil Phil's always a huge benefactor of the show. Uh, Phil McLaughlin then appreciate you out there on YouTube land saying good evening, Carl and Nick. What's your thoughts on safety? Sydney Brown out of the university of Illinois, as well as uh, Ohio state center, Luke Weipler. Uh, Sydney Brown, brother to Chase Brown, uh, out there at Illinois. They had a pretty good year this year, beat Iowa in a uh, like 10 to nine game or something. It was just painful to watch. Uh, but he's a really good safety. He can do a lot of different things. I think he was one of the big standouts from the uh, senior bowl this season. Can you know, come down and slot play pretty tough. Illinois also has a, his, the other safety, uh, tested awesome. I mean, they had, yeah. they had a really, uh, Jatavius Martin, really good group, but uh, Sydney Brown, if the Broncos are looking to go safety. You probably got to take him there round three. If he falls round four, then, you know, just be happy to take a good player. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to take him with 67, 68. He's one of those guys where you're talking about that trade down scenario to the middle of the third. And yeah. we're talking for me. Right. That makes sense. And then Luke Weipler, you know, the center from Ohio state, good player. Really like him. I'm not sure how great of a fit he is with what the Broncos would want. Um, he just, there's some plays where I saw him getting really pushed back Yeah, more than I like. And I feel like the Broncos are really wanting to, they're, they're buying into this power system that we're just going to maul people. And that's, that's why for me, you know, like Joe Tipman is right there at the top of my list with uh, John Michael Schmitz, you know, those two guys, because I, you see them getting a lot more movement in the run game. And, uh, and so, I mean, if the Broncos took him, I'd understand because he is still a very talented player, mm-hmm. but I think you'd have to really lean into him having to be a double team aficionado you know that that kind of thing where he's really helping others to get to that second level it just kind of sounds like you're describing uh our guy lloyd cushionberry just a little bit maybe little, maybe little not bit. totally but uh <laughs> i think so. he's better than lloyd cushionberry or, or yeah. will be but i think there's i just don't think he's a great fit for what the broncos want to do yeah our guy michael kerr choose kindness choose compassion double show today mr kendall yeah, they got me on doubles. They're not paying me nearly enough. Well, actually, it's you guys who aren't paying me. Ne- no, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, working hard. Of course, Tuesday's like the only day this uh, for the next 10 days that it looks like it's going to be nice out. It's just, Carl, I don't know what it is. It's like Tuesdays. It's like, oh, Nick, you have double shows today. Guess what? Rain every day but Tuesday. You get to sit inside. <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I'd rather be here hanging out with you guys than anything from November to uh, June. Then then maybe, you know, maybe sometime outside. Uh, we also got Pearl coming in here saying, how about a center, any available in that range? So coming back to Mike Kliss here, Kliss mentioned that uh, in the interview, any positions you should look out for for the Broncos uh, third round. And he specifically mentioned center. He mentioned, I think he said the word center about 10 times in five words. Uh, do the math. Don't ask me to do the math. Uh, but he mentioned center as an area. And he said, you can get good centers uh, late seconds to mid third in almost every single draft class. So seems like, I mean, he, pointed towards mock drafts as well. So it's not just immediately being informed by the Broncos, but also like what people like you and I are doing here. Uh, but it seemed like center is something that the Broncos are considering. Carl just mentioned a bunch, Joe Tipman, John Michael Schmitz, Steve Avila, I think would be incredible. I don't think he'll be there. Yeah. Uh, if one of those three guys falls to like pick 60, 
I'm at least working the phone to see what it would take to go up there and get them. Uh, and then turning that pick 68 around and trading down to recoup that capital. I just gave up, but uh, those are the guys that seem like the three that really stand out to me. I also like Cody mock a good bit, but I think he's his own guy. I think he's going to have some issues. You mentioned earlier, the getting knocked back a little bit. He's just a little bit high cut, uh, which would be great. Fine. in an outside zone scheme. Don't think that's what the Broncos are going for. Yeah. Now he mentioned another one, Oluwatami of Oluwatimi of Michigan. Go what are your it. thoughts on him? Really smart. Uh, not very small and not very athletic. Uh, so he's somebody around five, maybe. I also worry because of his size that he's not going to be versatile, uh, maybe just purely a center. And when you're taking a fifth rounder, you want to have them have a little bit of positional versatility on the interior because they're more likely to project as a backup than a starter. Uh, but he seems like a really smart uh, player. And that's honestly the most important thing with the center position, uh, in my opinion. So if he, you know, wows them in the whiteboards and the video room and everything, and then, okay, I, I could get behind it. Uh, I would not take him before the fifth round, though, based on what I've seen. I think he's solid, uh, but not, not a true difference maker. So a few more coming in here. Juan Gonzalez asking about some guys. Mohamed D. Diabati? I don't recognize that name off the top of my head. Uh, you might have to help me with that one. Bryce Ford Wheaton, a wide receiver from West uh, from West Virginia, and then Ronnie Hickman, safety from Ohio State. Ronnie Hickman got beat a lot at Ohio State, but he's a pretty good athlete, so maybe somebody to take there. Again, round five, round six can help with special teams, height, weight, speed guy. And talk about height, weight, speed. Bryce Ford Wheaton was one of the better athletes to test at the combine. Massive, ran the ball really uh, ran the field really well. Has some issues battling the football at the catch point. You know, not really a clean player when it comes to the uh, the ball skills, but a uh, somebody that the Broncos were looking for a speed option day three. Uh, he's certainly in the the short list. Yeah, we've got Adam Strange asking this: Is there a position pick at in the third round that is a reach? I, I would say a little bit of almost actually quarterback, unless Hendon Hooker is the guy that makes it there. I, I would feel. Like it's kind of a wasted point at that. Like you need somebody that's going to be at least a little bit of an impact this year. Mm -hmm. They're in the third round. And if you take a quarterback, obviously they're going to be third on the depth chart. And so I probably not my favorite move unless there's just a guy. I, I guess I'd have to believe that Sean Payton believes in this guy a lot. Yeah. Thinks that he's going to be the future of this organization. Uh, and so I guess that'd be the only thing that would make me go, hey, I guess I could be okay with it. Uh, yeah, that's a, uh... That's a tough one. Is there a position that would be reach? I mean, long snapper, uh, kicker. kicker, punter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. May, maybe fullback uh, there as well. I don't know. At that point in the third round where the Broncos are at right now, just get good players. Uh, I don't, I don't really, you have to, you can't overthink it that much. Now, would it be best if the best player on the board was a center and the next one, an offensive tackle or cornerback? Sure. That'd be amazing. Uh, but that far down, Trust your board, get good players. I would not worry too much about positional value. Now, obviously, if it's a head-to-head -head thing, go for the more valuable position, but it's not far enough down where you are completely excluding positions that aren't pure specialists, like the kicker, punter, long snapper. Yeah. So keeping it moving here, Billy says, sorry, Nick, LSU first national title. It's okay. They deserved it, but I'm still crying. Uh, we got Austin H coming in saying, Nick looks like tight end is something the Broncos are interested in. Saw they scheduled a visit with Luke Musgrave, Luke Musgrave, uh, son or grandson, son of Bill Musgrave. Uh, you guys might remember him. He was the uh, Broncos offensive coordinator there for a few years. And uh, yeah, Luke Musgrave is one of the top four to six tight ends in this draft class. Good athlete. He's had some injury issues uh but was incredible at the uh, senior bowl i think he was like one of the fastest recorded players there as well um 
six foot five, like two fifty five, really good athlete, a downhill ski champion, or like an incredible downhill skier as well. Which is kind of fun fact with him. Did really well at Oregon State, but dealt with some injuries. So uh, I'm if he falls to there at you know pick sixty seven, sixty eight, I think he's probably good enough that you just say, yeah, screw it, <laughs> bring in the good athlete. Uh, but there's a number of good tight ends that could be on the board for the Broncos 67, 68 that I would be a okay with. Yeah. And then we got Ethan law 23 coming in saying, hi guys, do you think Sean Payton can help Russ? And if not, what do you think we do about quarterback? I know we're stuck with him for one or two more years. I do think Russ will be better this next year. Just one amazing scheme Two, I think, just getting some guys back healthy. Tim Patrick being back would be a huge benefactor to, to that offense. Having a better offensive line, you know, you're going to have a better run game just because the offensive line is improved and pass blocking as well. And, and so all of that combined with, with Sean Payton, Russ is going to be better. Now, how much better I think is really up to Russ. How much can he buy into this system? How much is he going to be okay with going into a very run heavy play action system that he ran at Seattle that he pretty much said, I want to leave that because I want to prove that I can be that true pocket passer, just like Drew Brees did and all those kind of things. Uh, So we'll we'll just have to see his buy-in. If he's not the guy, I mean, I I would say Broncos are going to look at many different avenues to fix the the quarterback position. They obviously just paid one in free agency, some decent money that I think that they, they kind of like. You've heard a lot of the higher ups mention that move and a lot of media people that are connected say, hey, that's that's a big move for the Broncos. And of course, then you got next year's draft class. So if the Broncos tank this year, if things don't go well, they can always lean into that next draft class and say, "Okay, now we'll go find our guy. Unfortunately, I think they're going to be too good to uh, not unfortunately, but (laughs) if we're talking, you know, if they finish next season you know, seven and 10, that's probably out of range for the top two quarterbacks next right. season, but we'll see how the year plays out. We never know. Uh, Ethan Locke, I'm in and saying, Oh, he mentioned, we got this one already. Thank you, Ethan, for the comment. Uh, we appreciate you. Also, Phil says, I think we need more depth at cornerback. You guys think Tyreek Stevenson could help and good comment, Phil. Uh, the other position that I feel like uh, Mike Kliss hammered on pretty heavily for in the, in the interview, uh, talking about the positions the Broncos could go with was the cornerback one after center. The next one that was in his mouth the most was cornerback. Uh, so the guys that, uh, he listed in the interview, uh, he mentioned Riley Moss. He mentioned, uh, Kai blue Kelly. Those are more of, I think day, day three guys round, th- round four, probably, but there's a number of cornerbacks that could be available round three. I talked for a while, uh, this morning about some of the options there that might be there, uh, late round three. I know Keely Ringo has been falling a lot. Uh, he's somebody that could be out there. Clark Phillips, Julius Brents, Tyreek Stevenson, uh, Garrett Williams, DJ Turner as well, Darius Rush. So a number of cornerbacks there. Uh, if the Broncos like one that falls there, certainly could uh, use one. Obviously, the Fayon Hicks news came out yesterday. He was arrested. Seventh round pick, had a couple felony charges there, third degree. But, I mean, the center position, or the, excuse me, the cornerback position outside of Damari Mathis, and the boundary cornerback position, excuse me, outside of Damari Mathis and Patrick Sertan second is completely an unknown. So cornerback is very much a need. Yeah, I would say if you're going into the season without four boundary corners that you can trust, you are just asking for trouble. You're going to have one of those guys miss significant time or at least at least a few games. Yeah, it, it Just the way the injuries work, the athleticism of the position. So you need that at least one quality backup. And then 
you're, there's going to be a lot of plays where you do have six, seven secondary players on the field. So you, you need more than just the regular starters. Teams are going to go into those three, four wide sets if they see that you don't have any cornerback depth and say, that's great. That fits us perfectly. You know, even if we don't have great weapons, you don't have great cornerbacks to line up against us. Good luck covering this entire field with guys that can't play. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it plays out with the Broncos in the secondary. But you're right. I mean, I am I am very concerned about the depth of the cornerback position right now because number one cornerback on the boundary is Jaquan McMillan. And he had really good one game last season, but one good game in a meaningless game does not really make a solid cornerback. Uh, we've seen that a few times with the Broncos. Adam Strange asking a football question here, saying it's a block, gap blocking scheme, same as power blocking scheme. They use those words interchangeably. Uh, you see a lot. I mean, everybody runs a little bit of everything uh, these days, but gap scheme, power scheme, I would say one in the same. There's probably some level of like detail and minutia that some coach that's like an old ball coach could be like, well, actually this and this, uh, but um, more or less gap and power are, are the same. I mean, I think with like power, you can also probably put in like trap and a few other things in there uh, versus the gap. Uh, but and man blocking, that's another one where you kind of talk about it in that kind of same vein. Uh, but uh, yeah, I would say for, for the sake of our conversations, yes, the same. Anything that, that Carl, I know that uh, no, I, offensive line, t- <laughs> Carl would probably, I mean, Eric would probably have like 10 things to say about it. I know he'd be like, uh, you're just wrong right there, Nick, but <laughs> no, it's like, we're, yeah, we're going to use those interchangeably here at least. Mm-hmm. Um, Broncos want their offensive line to move in forward. You know, they, they want them mauling people, moving people down the field two, three yards where before the running back ever gets hit, he's already got at least that, that three, four yards. And then he's got to make a play after that, you know, zone. I think zone sets up for a lot more bigger plays just because you got a lot more sideways movement. And if there's a hole all of a sudden, boom, you can do that cut back and you, you can find something there where power it's, you know, if you got the right guys, either scheme, you have to have the right guys, but if you got the right guys in the power, we saw it with the Cowboys, you know, back, I don't know, about five years ago when they had the best offensive line. I think of the Raiders. I hate talking about this, but there for a little while, they did have one of the best offensive lines in football. And when they played the Broncos, what did they do? I think it was, um, how many, I think it was about five years ago, but they just, just ran over the Broncos and there's yeah. just nothing they could do to stop it. And that's what you're hoping the Broncos can be this year. Mm-hmm. Adam asking, uh, is the 2024 class that awesome? Brad D says, yes. I mean, you never know until you know, um, but next season there are two quarterback prospects that maybe would go one and two this year. Uh, again, we have to see how the season plays out, but Caleb Williams at USC is a maestro out there. I mean, he's just, he's incredible to watch. And then uh, Drake may at North Carolina as well, kind of playing second fiddle to Caleb Williams right now. But where I sit right now, I'd be 0% shocked if, uh, you know, 380 days from now, if Drake may ends up being the number one pick, cause some team likes him. I mean, the, the, his bowl game, I mean, was there's some pretty special talent in those two after right. that though. I mean, Quinn Ewers, JJ McCarthy. Uh, I know that some people really like, uh, uh, Sanders out there at Colorado. I, I want to see him against uh pack 12 competition. Uh, Bo Nix had a great year last year. Uh, Michael Penix. So there's, there's some good quarterback talent next year, but the top two, a lot of people think are pretty darn special. I think, God, who was it? Somebody just did an interview on maybe it was Pat McAfee or Rich, uh, Rich Eisen. Uh, saying that like those two quarterbacks are like elite, elite, like franchise changers uh, where this quarterback class is good, but like those two guys are different. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. there, there's not a whole lot of questions to their games at all. You know, Bryce Young, you're looking at, okay, the size. Can he hold up in the NFL? C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, just a, a little bit of the athletic profile. What What's that going to look like in the NFL? Uh, you know, all these guys have more question marks. Where yeah. those two, like you said, they just they check pretty much every box when you're looking at them and you're just going, I don't even have to think about this. Like, it's just run the card up there. And it, it, there's some talk that next year's quarterback class could lead to the NFL going to a lottery system in the draft because there, there might be some teams that are just like, we're willing to tank to get one of these guys. Hmm. And if that does happen, if the NFL figures it out, like I said, they might actually go to a lottery system, which would be crazy. I had not, uh, I had not heard that one. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, I think that would be unfortunate, but, uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, so th- this list of, uh, players here, I want to get to it, but first we got to say hello to Chase Wellner, $5 saying if they could release realistically land, uh, two prospects, uh, who are your personal top two? Oh man. Uh, <laughs> number one, Christian Gonzalez, number two, Peter Skronsky. No, I, I don't know. Uh, realistic guys here. I mean, it's just, it's so hard to say that because you're picking 67 and 68, right? Like what is realistic? Uh, because every single year you see a guy fall that you wouldn't expect. I yeah. mean, they're just, just so hard to say. Uh, what do you think, Carl? Anybody that uh, is one of your guys that could be a uh, realistic option. He's been climbing up so much lately. It's hard to see him fall there, but Joe Tipman would be one. Like I said, I just, I love his game and I think he fits exactly what the Broncos want at the center position, but I don't know, probably three weeks ago, I would have thought maybe he'll be there these last three weeks. There's just been a lot of talk of him just moving up like crazy. And so I just have a real tough time believing that he's probably going to be there. Um, Same with John Michael Schmitz, either of those guys, like if they're there, I'm running to, I'm running to the podium. I don't care what people are throwing at me with trades. I'm going, no, I need this guy in there to, to start for me. I really like Steve Avila. I know he's played most well, yeah. of the card, but I think he'd be unbelievable there. I've seen him late second round. Is that within the range of possibility? Maybe. Uh, and I'd also really like uh, Julius Brents um, out there yeah. at uh, just hits like a safety massive. Those would be two of my favorites. Also, I know Julius Brents uh, is a very good, uh, very good dude. Uh, played at Iowa for a bit, transferred because of the opportunity, um, but uh, he's a great player and a good dude too. Uh, Naj coming in here saying, hey, brothers, I'm most concerned about the D-line and edge between the losses of Draymond Jones and Chubb and coaching changes, how the front seven played those last four or five weeks. This season, it's worrisome with the draft be defensive focused. I'm worried about edge and defensive line as well. I don't think the draft will be defensive line focused because this is Sean's Payton's team and he's going to do everything he can to remake the offense. If a good one's there, I think they'll go that way, but... I still think he has work to do on the offense that he wants to do. Right. I mean, you've seen the Broncos have been looking pretty heavy at the wide receiver Mm -hmm. free agent class. So you have to think they're going to be looking decently at the wide receiver draft class. Mm -hmm. Running back, probably need one at some point. You'd like, again, a center. You'd like some offensive line depth. Tight end is another position that they've been looking at. Uh, Quarterback is another. So, I mean, pretty much every position on offense, they've been looking pretty heavily. And... Like I said, it is Sean Payton's team. He's going to want to get his people to make his offense look good. Like that's his bread and butter. He's going to make sure that they're going to be a, a top 15 team on offense this season. Uh, yeah. Defensively, yeah, they, they do have plenty of holes that they need to fill. 
but I think they also feel pretty good about a lot of the guys they brought in through free agency that they think if people can stay healthy, that's always going to be the big question. Yeah. You know, if this defense can stay healthy, they've got a pretty darn good starting 11, you know, enough to be, I think that the starters could be top 10, but again, those injuries come in pretty quickly. Yeah. Unfortunately with the Broncos, you're hoping with the new training staff, maybe some of that disappears, but I got to see it first. Yeah. Phil coming in saying is Georgia running back. Kenny McIntosh available at one Oh eight. Should we take him? He's on the short list. In my opinion, uh, if he's out there for some reason, Devon a chain falls that far. And also a uh, Roshan Johnson. Uh, those are, I think the three backs that really stick out to me uh, as guys that I would be interested in there. Facebook user coming in saying you can see the team possibly trade draft capital for next year to grab a corner in the draft or for another team uh, that is thin at the position. I don't think we should rule out anything for the Broncos. I don't think that they are in the giving away draft picks situation. Uh, if they can at all help it. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, if there's a cornerback they really like and they feel like they can help uh, get him at a much better value than uh, where they perceive him, then it's possible. But uh, I don't think that they want to go into next season at a deficit again as well, even though technically we kind of already are because we gave up a second and got a third back, but uh, we'll be interesting uh, to see what they do. Uh, Adam Strange saying his wide receiver class pretty deep in 2023. I wouldn't say that it's it's not very great at the top, but there's there's options. I think like round three, you can find a lot of like wide receiver two, three types uh, throughout the draft, maybe three, four. Uh, but there's there's options. It just depends on what you're looking for when you ask the question is wide receiver deep. Right. Yeah. It's, I think there's a couple options if the Broncos are looking, especially for some athletic guys that really open things up deep and open up the things underneath. I think that's one thing that Sean Payton likes is having that kind of versatile player that can take the top off a of defense and then allow that middle of the field to really open up. Now, Russell Wilson has never really attacked the middle of the field. So it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. to see that kind of marriage between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton on where the ball goes uh, throwing wise. But th there's some wide receivers I like. There's none of them that I sit there and say, oh, this guy, please, please become a Denver Bronco. There, there's, there's not been a single guy I've watched yet that made me go that way. And most draft classes, I have like two or three guys that kind of get me excited. I haven't had, I haven't found one yet. Not one. Man. Well, do you like Tyler Scott? I do. Okay. I like do him. Like, do you like uh, the Michigan state guy? I'm trying to remember name. Reed. Reed. He killed it at the senior bowl. I and mean, he was like a special teams player of the year in 2022 or 2021 at Michigan state. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like him. I really okay. do. And I think he'd be a great fit for what the Broncos are needing right now. Cause he is that versatile guy. Like yeah. I said, has special teams ability. Trey Palmer is another one. I, I do really like him. I think he is a, a good fit for what the Broncos are missing. Uh, I think he's what they were hoping. Um, some of their speedsters could be that have not, you know, Hamler, for example. And I think Trey Palmer is a better wide receiver compared to, to, to Hamler. You know, Hamler is a big speed guy. If you got the ball in his hands, he could go do something with it. Palmer is one of those guys. He can do a lot without the ball in his hands and then go up there and actually make a play. You know, there, there's, there's a big difference between how both of them play other than the speed element. Yeah. 
<sighs> It'll be interesting. There's one more wide receiver in that range that I'm kind of interested in too. That's a speed option, but his name escaping me right now. But you guys did a good job helping us out there. Jay Spare coming in saying, uh, who are the best defensive prospects that could be on the board each round for the Broncos? <laughs> this one could be a whole show. Uh, but I mean, maybe Keanu Benton falls to the Broncos there, 67, 68. I mean, I think there's just as good a chance he's a top 40 pick as he is there for the Broncos that late. Uh, I really like more. And also, what's the defensive tackle? Are you talking about inside outside guy? You're talking about a one technique, nose tackle. Uh, I like Moro Jomo from right. Texas as well. He's an interesting one. Uh, Woolen from Auburn is an interesting guy as well. Uh, and uh, it's not, a, I don't think it's a really good defensive tackle class overall, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I'm with you there. I did a show with our friend David uh, this last week talking about the the defensive line, and it was getting tough to find a guy, like I said, after that about that third, fourth round that you'd be going, okay, I could see him become something in the NFL. Yeah. You know, oh. there, there's a few names that I, I don't mind. I think they could be okay in the NFL, but I don't think any of them are going to become big-time starters moving forward. One that really sticks out to me is Zach Pickens, South Carolina. Uh, he's okay. somebody there round four that I really think he could do some good things out there, but get a little bit further on. It's not great in my opinion. And also I think Jalen Reed had a good senior bowl and a really good combine, but there are some concerns with him uh, off the field and recreational uh, recreationally. I'll leave it at that. Uh, so last thing here we want to get to before we're going to wrap it on up. So the list of players here that Mike Kliss listed in this, uh, this, Oh, get the other players right here, Carl. I've, I'll give you a chance to talk about him. Um, but list of players that Cliss mentioned in the interview. John Michael Schmitz already talked about him. Olu Olu from uh, Michigan Center. Uh, we talked about Felix Anaduke Uzoma, uh, Kansas State. Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell was listed mm-hmm. as well. He would be a really good one. I almost listed him, even though you guys know for the brand, I'm not a big uh, linebacker guy, but 67, 68, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, he mentioned Kenny McIntosh. He mentioned Demar- DeMarvian Overshone. Mentioned Kelly Blue, uh, Kai Blue Kelly, Riley Moss, safety Ronnie Hickman, a couple tight ends in uh, Payne Durham, who's a classic wide tight end, and Jaheel Billingsley, who's more of a, a little bit of a flex, but a blocker too. Uh, but the one guy who really stands out here for me, if you want to talk about somebody else, Carl, you can, but uh, name that. I was talking, there's another wide receiver that I'm missing. Who is it? Who is it? <laughs> Marvin Mims. Yes. Oklahoma, who had was really good with Caleb Williams there two years ago, and the quarterback play and the offense in general really took a big step back lose uh you lose riley you lose caleb williams that's not a shock lincoln riley and caleb williams but marvin mims i think yeah. he's a real good option i i do too honestly if i'm looking at a wide receiver that if i'm looking over all three years that he was there you know really back in 2020 was probably one of his best seasons like you said had better quarterback play better play calling and they really were able to to feature him even when he was, what, 19 at that point? And the guy was just, like I said, he was balling. I mean, he's making catches, circus catch, catches. He made one this last year where, like, his hand was behind the, the defender, and it was one-handed, and he was able to catch it behind the guy and somehow come down. I still – I'm trying to still figure out how he made that catch. Um, but I love his – I love his route running. He's just so smooth of really getting guys to bite on where they think he's going to go. And then all of a sudden, boom, that double move, he's down the field. You know, he's not like elite elite when it comes to athleticism, but that route running really gives him an extra edge compared to a lot of guys. And he's got great hands, smart player. I think if he would have had better quarterback play this year, he would have been end of round one, 
somewhere second round, early second round kind of guy. But because he didn't have great quarterback play, I mean, this is where sometimes wide receivers get missed on because they just never have that that the quarterback to take advantage of them. Um, so yes, Marvin Mims would be near the top of my list. If we're talking about like realistic guys there in the third round, he'd be at the top of my list of guys that I'd be like, yes, Broncos, please take this guy. All right. See, we knew we'd find somebody there. Carl. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I knew I forgot somebody. I yeah. knew. Tyler Scott, Marvin Mims, uh, Reed. Those are some options round three, round four. That like for the Broncos with what they, what I, what I believe they're looking for. Got those names circled. Last question here before we get on out. Ryan Powell says, uh, any thoughts on Deuce Vaughn running back from Kansas State? If he's available round six, round seven, uh, then maybe he had a really good time at Kansas State. I am sorry, though. He is so small. It's um, I worry about him having the Philip Lindsay syndrome, where if he's in there, you know he's not going to pass protect at all. He just, he just yeah. can't. And I know that uh, that was not a big deal with – Darren Sproles uh, coming out of Kent state. And I know the, uh, the, obviously the saints did some good things with him as well. I think, yeah, he was first. Was it Andy Reed? And then the saints, I can't remember Darren Sproles exact direction. I feel like he's with the, the Eagles for a bit, uh, but uh, right. did some really good things uh, with uh, the saints, but I just, I don't know. He's such a small outlier. He's like one, his weight too. here. What do you think? Deuce Vaughn? I mean, you're out there in near the a-hole in Manhattan. Um, what's that? Not Deuce Vaughn's not the a-hole. It's an inside joke with uh, Kansas state, but uh, right. what do you think? I mean, he did great in college. He is an explosive player. Can take any carry that he gets to the house. I mean, he, he, he was the Kansas state offense this last year and they were a great team, you know, offense, defense. They were very well-rounded out there. But like you said, just that size, how is he going to hold up in the NFL? He's going to have a very limited scope of what he can do. Mm-hmm. Now, what he can do is great, but you just have to have a team that can take advantage of him. And, and yes, Sean Payton working with Darren Sproles before. If there's somebody that could actually maximize what he can bring to the table, it's probably Sean Payton or Andy Reid, one of those two guys, because they love to utilize those kind of running backs. But it's... Like I said, it's more of a sixth, seventh round kind of guy. You're not taking early rounds where you're hoping he can really develop into a real big time playmaker for you. I just, I just worry if he's going to be like that third running back on the depth chart. How much playing time is he actually going to get? And, you know, like I said, he can't depend on him for blocking. He can't be a full time running back for you. He's an okay wide receiver. He's not a great wide. Re- like receiving back, sorry, not a wide receiver. Yeah. He's good. He's not great. So yeah. there's just, there's so many limitations there that make me go. I don't think he's quite Darren Sproles. Yeah. He's a, he's a tough one, man. I zeroth percentile for height at five foot five and one quarter. And then the first percentile at 179. I mean, 179. I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know if uh, I would say he's the same. I it's round six, round seven. Sure. If you love the kid, that's fine. I think that I, there are other backs that I would like a little bit more. Did Darren Sproles play for the chargers? I don't remember that at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, guys, I think it's gonna have to wrap it on up for us. Unless there's any last minute super chats. I got a lot in here. Thanks to Mike Kliss and the Broncos Avenue for the uh, content here with the Broncos insider. And Jay says, uh, do you like Riley Moss for an option? Not in the third round, fourth round, fifth round for the Broncos. 
yes, I have some questions about the schemes he can play and physicality. Uh, he played a lot of just off coverage, immediately retreat. I'm not sure what he can do in press. I'm not sure about the full on tackling there um, from Riley Moss, but a, a good athlete and a, uh, a fun player and a good, uh, another good guy, but uh, don't know about third round, fourth, fifth round I'm in, but uh, Carl, any final thoughts? We kind of, uh, we went through a lot today, man. It's, it's the draft time. The name, name, name. What do you think about this one? What do you think about this one? I know. It's, We're doing it's, the best uh, we can. I know it's fun. I, I love this. I mean, I, I, I miss the months that we don't get to talk about the draft because mm-hmm. we're always itching to want to talk at least a little bit in some way, somehow. And, uh, and so, you know, one of these nights we're actually going to do a, a mock draft. The two of us, I know some of the other shows have done them. You and I haven't done a mock draft yet. That's unbelievable. Yeah, we I know. We're, we're like, we started off being the draft show. I know. <laughs> Everybody else just copying us, but, uh, but no, it's fun. We're, we're just a few weeks away from, from, you know, Christmas time for us talking NFL draft and seeing who the Broncos are going to be able to bring in. And uh, so, you know, a lot of great names that have been thrown out there. A lot of guys I do think can be actual real contributors even this year for the Broncos. And so I, I think it's it's an okay draft for the Broncos. I think it sets up well here in the third round for them to, to maybe even find a starter. Well, yeah, you hope so. Um, but uh, anyway, guys, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we always like the mocks. We'll have to do one next week. Remind me, Carl, we'll, yeah. we'll get one in there. Um, but appreciate everyone. Make sure you're following Carl on Twitter at Carl MHH and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at uh, BTB underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, fo- join us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Mile High Huddle, Broncos Podcast Huddle Up, and uh, leave us a five-star review and comment. And as the ticker says here, subscribe, like, and share. Guys, it's going to have to do it for us. I got to get going. Carl's got to get going. We appreciate all you guys. It wasn't that quiet of a night. We were, we were loud. We were screaming in here. Um, but <laughs> we appreciate everyone coming in. All the comments, all the people came in. Naj with a big-time one. Chase Wellner as well. Our guy Gary Leeds Palmer came in uh, also helping us out. Of course, we had uh, Lawrence Rivera. So appreciate everybody who came in. And I'm sure um, probably also Phil McLaughlin on Facebook. Um Michael Ronquillo, you guys were killing it. We appreciate it. There we go. Michael Ronquillo, great show tonight. Nick, Carl, and Nick on Billy and the Broncos. Go Broncos and Buckham. You guys choose kindness and compassion as always. Have a great one. Carl, always fun to see you. Go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.